Talking about your seven-time Teen Choice Award winner. Yeah. Your Entertainment Weekly cover battle winner. Oh, yeah. Riverdale. Best show not yet on TV. Well, it was. Now it's not. (laughs) It will be again. Seven, though. Seven Teen Choice Awards. They are swimming in surfboards. They are. Everyone gets one. Everyone can have one. Is the Teen Choice Award still a surfboard? I think so. I think so. I think you still get a surfboard. I don't know. Do teens still like surfboards? But yeah, those are just a few of the things that this fandom has made possible. Yeah. Those are both, you know, publicly voted awards. It is very true. So we thought we would take uh, one of our final episodes in the offseason to take a look at other things that, that Riverdale fans have brought to the world. Yes. So many things have they brought into existence. Now, at the top, I just want to say that it's really easy to look in the the expected places to find gross, weird stuff that exists for everything. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's quite what we're interested in. I really wanted to find stuff to help me connect to the Riverdale audience at large through what they've been coming up with. Yeah. And there's a little weird sex stuff in here for flavor. Like, come on, come on. There there is some stuff that we have come across. From my from where I'm sitting, I'd like to be more engaged than than mocking. Okay. You do what you want. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um There's definitely gonna be a little mocking. (laughs) But I you know, I think that comes with every fandom. That's true. Where, you know, no matter what. Everyone's going to find certain things weird. That's true. That's true. And other people are going to find certain things not weird and very normal. And that's okay. That's okay. That's that's why there are all these different people making all this different stuff. Everyone finds something they like so the f- and something to mock. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I'm bringing to the table is this fan fiction called Wuthering Heights. Uh, it is a drabble, which means it is 100 words. I believe this one was 100 words right on the dot. Oh, wow. Good job. So why don't we read this one in its entirety? Would you like to play the the role of Cheryl and Veronica while I will be Jughead and narrator? Sure. Cheryl nestled against Jughead's chest, warm and content. She ignored the tapping at the window. Juggy couldn't. Um, Cheryl? Cheryl sighed. Why were people so difficult? Jason will go when I'm sleeping. He just wants me to know he cares. Jughead watched the specter press its face against the glass. It wasn't a caring expression, exactly. Hyphen, hyphen, hyphen. At the lodge residence, Veronica brandished a crucifix at the balcony door. Fuck off, dead Jason! She shouted. Startled, Jason drifted backwards. And suddenly, Cheryl made a decision. Leave my dead brother alone. We're a package deal. You want me, you get him too. That's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you think about Wuthering Heights? Um, I'm really confused about what's happening. <laughs> well, So dead Jason's at the window. Yeah. Dead Jason is acting as a protector of his twin sister, Cheryl, while she dates both Jughead and Veronica. 
it's it's something. People have always wanted or, or expected or, or joked about whatever a more supernatural angle to the show, mm-hmm. witchcraft, zombies, etc. Uh huh. And this is really bringing that out with a love triangle. Yes, yes, it is. And I'm guess I'm just a little confused about the love triangle, but the, now. Do you appreciate the literary reference in the title, Wuthering Heights? Does this remind you of Wuthering Heights? I I haven't really read it. (laughs) Well, you have now. It's just like (laughs) Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. If anything, I I give great points to the fact that apparently it is exactly 100 words. Mm -hmm. I mean, that takes a lot of counting. It's like a haiku, but for a narrative. So the next one I grabbed, I... I (laughs) It's specifically for you, dear. Uh, uh-huh. th- this is a video called Guys My Age Don't Know How To dot dot dot. Oh, it's so good. So Betty and Veronica are both very fed up with dating boys their age. They don't like know how Archie. to treat me. They don't know how to treat them. So Betty starts dating Oliver Queen. <laughs> from fellow... From Arrow. Berlanti Productions CW show uh-huh. Arrow. And Veronica starts dating Tommy Merlin. <laughs> and mm. who they who they they hook up in the club. Yeah. And they become friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. And and Betty walks in on uh, Oliver at Pops. <laughs> and no. it uses oh, it's so good. It's so it's uh it's from sort of a crossover genre where we're uh-huh. People will use their video editing software to mix two shows together as if they were one. Two or more. I... Yeah. And they actually did, like, a pretty good job taking, mm-hmm. like, like the club scene with Veronica and the club scene with Tommy and, like, meshing them together. The, and the, and only, the, conversation the conversation was really good, too. The, the only bad thing is when they, like, take, like, edited Betty walk-in and like impose it on I think it's supposed Oliver to be Felicity Queen. that like she's covering yeah in that scene and it's just so bad <laughs> because you can tell it's two different things and so it's just like she's like a weird floating spirit with an aura yeah. um, but all the rest of it is done very well with like taking the right shots to make it look like there's conversations happening they're looking at the same thing now, my worry is, what if Big Belly Burger puts Pops out of business? <gasps> Fuck you, Big Belly Burger. <laughs> you leave Pops alone. That's all I can think about. <laughs> Pops alone. I, hey, hey, Oliver and Tommy, mm-hmm. jailbait. Yeah. Fucking jailbait. It, it is acknowledged in the text of the video. Yeah, but you know what? I I like to hold Tommy Merlin and Oliver Queen to a bit higher standard than the... You can't hold Tommy to too high a standard. He's dead. But in this alternative universe, he uh-huh, is not, uh-huh. okay? And you know what? He, he turned down Oliver's sister's advancements. He can turn down Veronica. <laughs> Nobody turns down Veronica. But yeah, it's good. I love that it ends with a to be continued. Oh, that's the best. I want, I want, I want the next, I want part two. <laughs> Show me more. We will be be waiting with bated breath. Yes. Uh, it is not up yet. I will subscribe for this. What do you think about the matches they had? Do you think those would be good couples, age difference aside? 
Tommy and Veronica have the whole like trust fund baby thing in common. Yeah. Black haired club bangers. Yeah. But I, I kind of feel like Betty could go with either. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't see Veronica with Oliver, but mm-hmm. I could see Betty with both Oliver or Tommy. Because I feel like Betty is Oliver's type. Yes. She, she's a, a good-hearted blonde girl who, who can see the, the, the real man inside his darkness. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like with <laughs> Tommy, she would be like the one to like turn him around and like, <laughs> you know, help, help him grow up and like mm-hmm. become more serious about life. We'll come back to more crossovers later. Uh, I got one I'm real excited with toward the end. <laughs> Alright, so this next one is another one that I thought you'd enjoy. Uh-huh. It's called Like a Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a more traditional kind of crossover, the written kind. We're yeah. going back to fan fiction. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and take it from the top. Okay. Beep! Boop! Alright, this next story has spoilers for Gravity Falls. If you aren't halfway through the second season, you'll know if you're there or not. Don't Don't listen to this bit. Sorry. This kid is sitting in front of him in his dingy kitchen, and Stan doesn't even know what in the hell he's doing. He really doesn't. He doesn't know why he picked up this teen hitchhiking on Route 2. He doesn't know why, when he noticed his pale, withdrawn face, he offered him something to eat. And he sure as hell doesn't know why he brought him to the shack and why the guy agreed to come in. He can tell this isn't the kind of kid who's the trusting type. Stan can see it in his cool, deep blue eyes, and it's like looking in a mirror. It's like seeing himself a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stan Pines and Jughead, like looking in a mirror. It's like seeing himself a million decades ago, when he was just a punk kid himself. Not that this kid is much of a punk, per se. The dark clothes, the long hair, the ragged beanie. He's obviously not the jock type, the popular kid. Hell, if he was the popular kid, no way in hell he'd be having his thumb up and out along a roadside. No, this kid is a loner, an introvert. He doesn't want to fit in. The suspicious type who probably normally has his head in a book and his fingers writing in some scrappy journal and Jesus, maybe that's why he's here. Because Stan saw hints of himself in this boy, all right. But he also saw hints of his twin, and goddamn if he could just ignore them. Especially when the boy is so goddamn thin. He's a rail, a slip of nothing but bones, pale skin like a shadow, and he must have been truly hungry to risk following Stan inside. He seems like the type to be suspicious of everyone, but as the scent of pancakes hits the air, this look steals over his face and Stan feels his eyes prick at it. Because old age is a hell of a thing and it makes you sentimental old fuck whether you'd have it or no. That look Christ to Stan used to carry it himself. That look that says you've been alone too long, on the streets too long, you do damn just about damn near anything for a taste of something substantial. Food. Substance. The desire, once it's been taken away, for long enough, denied long enough, it's indescribable. Stan did many a horrid things just for food. 
He doesn't want this kid to do the same. He doesn't. So when Stan tops a plate sky high with pancakes and slides them towards the kid, he makes sure to clear his throat when he says with deep meaning, <clears throat> On the house. <laughs> the kid still looks doubtful, but as Stan pushes forward a bottle of maple syrup, it all seems to hit him at once. Anything but maple syrup. A full KO, he grabs the nearby utensils with shaking fingers and digs in. He tears in, ravenous, and Stan feels his heart tighten even more as he sits across from him and watches with a calculating gaze. He waits a while. Let's the poor guy get a good fill before he asks. So, where you headed? The kid doesn't stop devouring the mountain before him, just shrugs. Stan nods to himself, gets up, and pours himself and his guest two cups of coffee. He sits back down, mugs dispersed, before he tries again. What did you say your name was? Is the mumble between the mouthfuls, but Stan understands it. Didn't give it. Stan sighs, sips his coffee. How's about you give it now? Again, that look of mistrust, but the kid's mouth is stuffed with nice, warm pancakes and maple syrup, and it seems to motivate him. He swallows and offers... Jughead. Jughead? What the hell kind of name is that? Mine... The kid returns with that air that only teenagers can carry. Stan would roll his eyes, but he's too curious to tempt pissing Jughead off. Fair enough. I'm staying. Jughead just sort of ducks his head in acknowledgement before returning to his food. He's really packing it away, clearing the plate like a champ. And Stan wonders how long he's gone without something to eat. Or maybe he's always like this. Stan vaguely recalls his raging metabolism, that need to consume, to try and get something to make up for all the energy you had, all the life. Ah, how quickly that all gets sucked. Are you okay? You're having fun, aren't you? <laughs> I told you, dramatic fan fiction! It's deeply dramatic. <laughs> this is life or death pancake eating. <laughs> Ah, how quickly that all gets sucked away the older you get. You grow slow, slow and dull and listless, and Stan's been sort of floating in that of late. The summer's coming, another summer, and no success with the portal, and apparently his grandniece and nephew are coming, and fuck, that is not something he wants to deal with. They're younger than Jughead here, just creeping up in their teens, and he can't handle kids. Not for a whole summer. Fuck, why did he agree to take them again? Maybe that's another reason he picked up Jughead. The parallels to himself and Ford notwithstanding, he has to start preparing himself, right? Wendy's not the best example of American youth. <gasps> Maybe this one will be better. But looking at him, Stan already knows he's not. He's atypical. Weird. He's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It's why he's drawn to him. I mean, what kind of kid has a beanie rem reminiscent of a crown? He wonders if the grandkids... Oh, wh what's their names again? Diaper and Marble? He wonders if they'll be as interesting... Interesting and hungry because that plate is damn near empty and Stan eyes him. You want more? Jughead looks hesitant, hesitant to ask. 
Stan gets up and immediately starts making more. He has his back to him, and as he works with eggs and milk and flour, so it's easier to talk to him, to ask. What brings you out this way, Jug? No answer. Or maybe another shrug that Stan can't see. Wendy shrugs a lot. Stan makes the batter, heats the skillet again. You got family? Some. He gets, and honestly, he's surprised he got an answer to that one. But he smirks because damn if it isn't the exact same answer he'd have given if someone asked him the same question. He pours out the first cake, watches it slowly begin to bubble. How about a girl? A, a boy? Nothing. Both? Neither? A heavy silence. Stan flips the pancake and sees a nice, warm, golden brown top. There was someone. Of course there was. A girl. And? That heavy silence again. Pancake flipped a second time. Flipped and cooked and put aside. Another cooked. Another. Finally. It wasn't going to last. No comment. No judgment. Stan just waits. He just makes pancake after pancake. He just carefully stacks them on a fresh plate. Not the... Or uncomfortable noise. <sighs> she didn't... An annoyed huff. <sighs> I left. Stan's eyebrows rise, but again, no words from him. Not just because of that. I didn't leave just because of her. There were lots of reasons. A lot happened. But since you asked, she came to mind and she, I mean, it, you know, it wouldn't have worked out. Not, not in the long run. She, well, she sort of had a thing for a friend of mine and I'm sure they'll be together eventually and I was just in the way. I was just delaying the inevitable. A minor speed bump in the roadway of fate. The last word strikes Stan as very peculiar. As very forward. They're the kind of words only a writer would say out loud. <gasps> Stan has the plate full of pancakes now and replaces the empty one, looking Jughead in the eyes. She love him? Yes. Is the immediate response, but there's that hint. That barest thread of uncertainty and Stan frowns. You sure? Sure enough. Jughead supplies forcefully, and he's striking out at the nearest set of pancakes, eating them perhaps a little less ferociously, but with enough of a healthy appetite to assure Stan that making more was the right call. He sits across from Jughead again and finishes his coffee. The shack is quiet and gray in the early morning light. He only went out to Route 2 earlier to get some parts for the portal, parts that would have been... Uh, hard to acquire in the lightest of the day's hours. He's been on his way back when he'd seen Jughead. Duffel bags slung over one shoulder, eyes vacant, skin and clothes dirty, thumb up and calling, and so obviously without a home, without hope, and... Stan shakes his head. Tries not to recall how he'd looked so very much the same back then. How he'd wished and wished as a car after Carr passed him, ignored him, pretending he didn't exist, pretending he wasn't freezing or boiling or goddamn dying on the side of the street, wished that just one, just one would stop, stop and help, and now here he is, the one trying to help, and he feels like he's shit at it, not a newsflash, he can't help himself, much less someone else. Just ask Ford. Oh, wait, you can't. He's been lost for decades. Decades because of Stan's big fuck-up. Stan had plenty of fuck-ups, mind you, but this is the big one. 
the one he's been living with day in, day out, and now he's got fucking young kids coming here that he has to safeguard, and he's trying to help this wanderer, and Jesus, what in the hell is he doing again? Jughead finishes the food, and he looks a little less wan. But there's pain in him. Heartache. And Stan can... (laughs) And Stan can see it. And yeah, the girl, she might not be the main reason he left, but he's enough of a gambler to bet it all on the black of her being a big part of it. A big part of him. After all, Ford wasn't the main reason Stan left. His father kicked him out after all. But damn if Ford wasn't the biggest part of it. Makes his next question the easiest of all. What's her name? Jughead doesn't meet his eyes. The girl? Stan probes gently, and ah, there it is. There's that glint of tears barely leashed, the glaze that comes into Stan's eyes whenever he thinks of or says his brother's name. And Jughead whispers hers with the same reverence, the same aching, unrequited, soul-crushing love. Betty. (laughs) Betty. Stan repeats. Pretty name. Jughead doesn't manage to stifle the sniffle, the rub of one of his flannel shirt sleeves under his nose as he blinks rapidly and shrugs, rising. I should, I should go. You can. Stan returns simply because he's been where Jughead's been. He's stood in those same shoes and he knows better than to try and stop him, than to try and cage him. He's a rolling stone right now and he has to roll until he chooses to stop. But Stan can continue to offer what nobody offered him. But, you know, you can take a nap here first if you want. The look Jughead shoots him is so full of doubt that Stan can only hold his hands up. Look, kid, I promise I ain't gonna do nothing but let you sleep. Stan doesn't blame him for the doubt. Not at all. The world now, then, it's a dangerous pit. Trust is hard to come by, hard to earn. Trust is a tenuous thread, and strangers aren't the best people to offer it. But there are still dark circles under Jughead's eyes, and Stan's done his best to be genuine, to be helpful, to be what others hardly ever are. Decent. Are you okay? I just love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Told you, we gotta read it. <laughs> okay, all right. You, you got me. You win. You win. And Jughead must see something in him, in his eyes, because he nods and Stan waves him towards the room. He shows him how he can lock the door from the inside, because he gets how that's important, and where the bathroom is, and he leaves him to it. Stan's not sure how long he stays. He's not sure how long he sleeps. All he knows is that when he strolls around the room later that afternoon, Jughead is long gone. Long gone, but the sheets are balled up, clearly stepped in, and Stan smiles quietly to himself. Betty, huh? Hope you managed to work things out with her, Jughead. Hope you managed to roll to a stop soon and she's there waiting for you. Waiting for you, like I hope Sixer is waiting for me. Stan thinks of his brother on the other side of the portal, thinks of him waiting, and with a heavy breath, goes downstairs to start another night of long, hard work. So that's like a rolling (laughs) stone. Yeah. A Gravity Falls-Riverdale crossover. So what'd you think of that one? 
I might have made it a bit more dramatic than it's supposed to be. No, I don't think no? you did. No, I think, I, I, think I brought out its true soul. It's so self-serious. It is. And like part of the way through, I realized why it works to, the, to any degree that it does is because that's exactly it's what so, Riverdale is. Yeah. This this very goofy slapsticky thing and making it, the joke is that it has no jokes. Yeah. <laughs> if if anything, I feel more connected to like Stan. Yeah. This is much more like a Gravity Falls centered thing that like yeah. I just I feel but like this without is... massive tax fraud or a, a weird goat or but like it's like a, a character study of Stan's relationship to himself to himself and to his brother to his brother. <laughs> I don't feel like I got much of Jughead out of this, but I understand Stan now. Yeah, even yeah. more. Wait, okay, I. I just looked at the additional tags. Sibling incest? Yeah, yeah, there was a uh, a bit of a hint between there there's a, there's a hint. I caught it. I reacted. There was there's a scoff or a laugh. You can go listen through. I mean, there was a moment where I was like, "Oh my," but I didn't really actually think it was meant to be there. It's always meant to be there. Ugh, there's another That actually bugs me a lot in this case. There's another additional tag. Pancakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case you just want to read fan fiction about pancakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is sort of, I guess, the prototypical crossover fan fiction. Yeah. Pe- you know, people finding parallels between characters and things they like, and they just hang out for a day. Yeah. There was one that I didn't put in. It was um, Archie, Jughead, and Jason Blossom are all the sons of Sam and Dean Winchester <laughs> and Castile. And so that who's caused who, things. Who, who's, who's, who, I don't remember who, who was who's Who was the son kid. of Castile? That's what I want to know. Who's, who's the freaking angel? Uh, I think thing? Jughead because Archie and Jason sense. were meant to be cousins because they're both redheads, obviously. Uh, <laughs> of course, Jughead would be the... The Jughead is my precious angel. Thank yes. you. Yes. So so our, our next video is from Doug the Pug. Yes, and it's my favorite. I found this as well. This yeah. was one I also found. <laughs> and you were like, oh, I found this thing. And I was like, I found that too. Because we're made for each it's, other. <sighs> it's called Riverdale Pug Edition. And, yep. and Doug the Pug and uh-huh. some other pugs get dressed up as Riverdale characters uh-huh. and it's just a montage of them in their little outfits. Yes. To to the Riverdale score. Uh-huh. And it's the best. Yeah, it it's <laughs> plotless. It's just very very cute. Pugs are cute. Pugs dressed up with very bad cute. wigs. Very cute. All oh, the worst wigs. The the little sheriff pug and then his little like tongue blue Bleh. and and it's head very tilt. Good. It's very good sheriff. It's, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so simple. Not sure there's much to say, but yeah, Riverdale Pug Edition is straight dope. That's the good uh, shit right there. Might be right my there. favorite. Might be. <laughs> so on Instagram, I've recently been coming across some accounts that take like screen caps mm-hmm. from episodes, and then they just add new dialogue. My favorite ones are one there's like a trend to make archie really really dumb (laughs) i'm sure that's very difficult um and i love them so this this one includes veronica and archie and betty Uh uh-huh would you like to be archie okay i'll be be a big dumbo okay so veronica says i like your pants thanks they were 50 percent off i'd like them 100 percent off 
The store can't just sell free stuff. No, that's not what she meant. This is a terrible way to run a business, you guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's funny. I don't think you really think it's funny. I think it's funny. This one's with Archie and Jughead. Okay, okay go okay. ahead, Archie. Is the password still 1234? No, I changed it to 1234 last week. Man, why would you do that? <laughs> got well, we got to share these cuz part of the, the pictures make it they too. Do, they but do. I'm working on my jughead. I feel like my stand's good, but I'm working yeah. on my jughead. Do do you want to this one is between uh, Archie and Fred. Do you want to be Archie or, or Fred? I Let's well, just alternate Archies. It's my okay, Archie okay, turn. Okay. Hey dad, what's up? Gas prices. No, dad, I mean like what are you doing? Hermione Lodge. Oh, <laughs> he's making a face at the end. That's the noise that that face makes. Oh. Okay, this is just a joke I want to keep for like the rest of forever. I'm going to be Jughead for this one. Okay. okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Britney Spears. Britney Spears who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Britney Spears. Britney Spears who? Oops, I did it again. That really breaks the format. That's right. Now, now Jughead's being the stupid one. He's not being stupid. He's totally- That joke is stupid. I like that joke. Remember, Jug, don't do anything I wouldn't do. I think I crossed that line when I got a date with Betty. Oh. Ooh. Drink that milk. Drink that milk. So this, this is at Pops. Mm-hmm. With the core four. Whoa, your tongue is purple, Jug. Oh, I uh, had a red slushie. Betty says, and I had a blue slushy. What does that mean, Ronnie? Or she's thinking, bitch, really, why am I with you again, Archiekins? Because <laughs> they made out. Yeah, the yeah. The things people spend their time doing on Instagram is creating these little weird scenes. Mm-hmm. And it makes more sense than people who make Tumblr gift sets of dialogue. Like you, ju- you could just cut out the clip. And then yeah. we could hear it in their voices. Yeah. I never understood that. I do like this one where Jughead's saying, I just want to cuddle with Betty 23-7. Why not 24? Snack breaks. Ooh, yeah. That one, that one, that's a good character <laughs> one. Yeah. So, I mean, those are just the little weird things happening on Instagram. And the pictures do make it, so it's a little weird to talk about. But I enjoy them. <laughs> I do love, um, there's a whole lot of stuff going on where people are like, this person's rumored to play Betty's brother. This person's rumored to play Betty's brother. Mm-hmm. My favorite is the the picture of Barack Obama next to Lily Reinhart. Mm-hmm. It says, Barack Obama is rumored to play Betty's long lost brother in season two. Is this why he quit America? <laughs> no, I think Barack Obama should play Weatherby's brother. Yes, yes. I want to walk on roll. He can be like a college professor mm-hmm. or something, but like he, he and the guy playing Weatherby kind of look alike. Close enough. They got like a similar face. Yeah, and I think President Obama's got at least six inches on him, so like there's a very clear like sibling rivalry story just in their looks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you know, like Weatherby presents himself as a very like profes- professional man. Where, you know, if if Barack Obama's, like, dean of a college or something, that's one-upping him again. Well, you're only principal of a high school. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. <laughs> All right, so next we have another fan fiction. Uh, the title is All Hail Jughead. 
parentheses, King of Mario Kart. I could describe it, but I think we'll just start because the, the premise is in the it, first line. It is, it is. So, so this time you'll be doing all the dialogue and uh-huh. I'll be doing all the everything else. Yep. Okay. Let's play Mario Kart, Jughead says. Winner gets a blowjob. Every time Jughead suggests it, Archie has to remind himself to breathe. It isn't very often that he does. It definitely isn't as often as Archie would like, but he'll take what he can get from his demisexual boyfriend, and he'll appreciate every goddamn second of it. He can still remember the pure fucking joy he'd felt the first time Jughead let Archie use his mouth on him, the excitement when Jughead surprised himself by actually enjoying it. Archie would do it every damn day if he could. But Jughead isn't like Archie, doesn't always share his sexual desires, and Archie is completely fine with that. In the years they've been together, it's never been an issue, could never be an issue. Archie would do anything Jughead asked of him. If they never touched each other again, Archie would be content to stare at his boyfriend over the top of his laptop for the rest of his fucking life. That's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. I'm just gonna stare at you. Kind of like he's doing right now. Earning that eyebrows-raised, expectant face that only Jughead Jones can pull off as he waits for an answer to his proposal. Yes. Archie says when he finds his voice. Obviously, yes. Jughead smiles and shuts his laptop, and Archie has dropped his guitar as fast as can be done safely for the instrument. (laughs) The song he was working on can fucking wait. Nothing matters more to him than following Jughead, practically stepping on his heels in his proximity down the hall to their room. GameCube or Wii? Archie asks, moving the layers of blankets on their bed, trying to find the television remote that's undoubtedly been swallowed in them. Too easy. Jughead holds up a familiar gray cartridge, and Archie lets his head fall back in exasperation. We're going old school, Andrews. Nintendo 64. Just... (laughs) Much older than both of these characters. It is! It is! God, we're old. He offers up a smirk before he's pulling their Xbox's cables from the TV and replacing them with the N64s. Before Jughead can even ask, Archie is down on the ground, pulling the plastic box of assorted controllers out from under the bed and digging through it for the right ones. Once everything is set up, they take their usual gaming (laughs) positions. a game and it's not like metaphors gaming positions <laughs> with archie sitting against the end of the bed and jughead with his legs laid across the redhead's lap oh jughead has to turn at an interesting angle in order to see the screen properly but he's expressed multiple times that he likes having the small contact with archie i can't hold your hand while we're playing he explained once so i do this instead It had been a surprisingly affectionate statement from Jughead, and Archie knew he couldn't say anything about it or his boyfriend would turn it into a joke, like he does everything else. Instead, he'd chosen to enjoy the hell out of it in his own mind. I want to be Yoshi. Jughead is looking at Archie as the character options sit expectantly on the screen. Jug's green square is already on the green dinosaur, like he wasn't really waiting for Archie's permission, but wanted to give off the impression that he was. Archie rolls his eyes, even though he doesn't mean it. You're always Yoshi. I know I am. Archie's looking at Jughead's face. He hears the noise that means he's made his character selection, and he throws the dark-haired boy a glare to end all glares. (laughs) So why change it up now? 
Archie has to physically stop himself from kissing that dumb look off his <laughs> dumb boyfriend's dumb fucking face. Hey, that is not nice to call your boyfriend dumb that many times in a sentence. Once would have been enough. Once Archie has settled for playing as Luigi. The decision following a sigh and Jughead saying at least he's green, they spend another three minutes arguing over which map to play. Archie wants something easy, something that a best two out of three could be applied to, but Jughead is pushing for Rainbow Fucking Road. Fuck that Rainbow Road. Archie can't say he was surprised when he found out that it's Jughead's favorite map. It's hard to navigate, and most people avoid it. (laughs) There's never been any question why Jughead feels drawn to it. It only takes another minute or so for Jughead to convince him. Truth be told, Archie was always going to give in, but he knows that Jug loves it when he thinks he's been the one to convince his boyfriend to do something. Archie thinks he might get off on it. Oh, God. They fall into silence as they play, both keeping their concentration locked tight on the screen. The graphics are shitty. Hey! Like they always are. And they give Archie a headache, but it doesn't faze him. He's more distracted by having to resist the sudden urge to elbow his boyfriend in the ribs to give him an advantage. Then... He makes the mistake of glancing over a Jughead and notices why he's biting his lip in concentration, eyebrows scrunched and focused as hell. And by the time Archie looks back at the screen, Luigi is falling off Rainbow Road and into the endless void of space. But he doesn't really care. Because suddenly, Archie just really wants Jughead to win. And it's not like it takes much after that epic fail, as Jughead has dubbed it. In the ten seconds it takes for Luigi to be picked up by Lakitu and placed back on the road, Jughead is half a lap ahead, and there's no way Archie will be able to catch up. At least, not now that he's letting Jughead demolish him on purpose. Sure enough, about a minute later, there's that all-too-familiar sound of Yoshi crossing the finish line in first place, but it isn't followed by Jughead's usual inhuman screech of victory. Archie looks over, only to meet Jughead's narrowed eyes. Did you really just let me win on purpose? Archie should just own up to it, but he opens his mouth to argue anyway. No, I just... Jesus, Andrews. Jughead does that sarcastic head tilt that he's perfected and crosses his arms over his chest. When are you going to realize that you can't lie to me? Your stupid eyes give you away every time. Archie pushes out his lower lip in a pout. My eyes aren't stupid. Not exactly a confession, but he knows Jug will take it as one. The dark-haired boy reaches over and gives Archie an affectionate brush of his fingers against the hair on the side of his head. No, they're not. He agrees. But we're still starting over. If I'm going to win, it's going to be fair and square. Archie feels his left eye twitch a little of its own accord as he settles back in his preferred gaming position. (laughs) Muttering something along the lines of, why is it so goddamn hard for me to blow my boyfriend nowadays? (laughs) During the second race... 
It's right before the last lap that Archie watches his character fall off the damn road again. But it's Jughead's fault this time. Yoshi's red shell caught Archie completely off guard, and he offers to throw his own beloved dinosaur off the side to even the playing field. Fair and square, right, Juggy? He raises a ginger eyebrow as Jughead shrugs and races forward, capturing victory once again. Jughead is obviously satisfied with his triumph this time because it's all of ten seconds before he's right up in Archie's face, whisper yelling. Jughead! 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 Get on the bed, Jones! Archie tasks himself with the unplugging and the putting away of the N64. When everything is cleaned up and the TV is off, he finds his boyfriend on the bed, not even giving him a second glance. No, Jughead is sitting in the center of the mattress, legs tucked underneath his body, laptop open in front of him. Archie suppresses an eye roll as he walks over and pushes the lid closed slow enough to give Jughead time to get his fingers out of the way. What? It's like his earlier idea of a prize has completely slipped his mind. Truthfully, it wouldn't be the first time, considering it's hardly ever on his mind. You won, remember? Archie says, placing his hands on the bed on either side of Jughead's body and leaning his weight on them. And now I get to give you your trophy. Oh, you get to? Jughead asks, like he doesn't know this is Archie's favorite fucking thing. Mmm... Archie kisses him, soft at first, feeling the corners of his boyfriend's mouth tip up. <laughs> Jughead likes kissing. He always has. <laughs> Archie has two mental file cabinets. <laughs> Ones that he always seems to be updating and rearranging. Things that Jughead likes and things that Jughead does not like. <laughs> These are the only two subjects that interest Archie these days. He could probably write a hundred-page thesis paper on the difference by now. Neck kisses. Jughead likes those, too. And Archie thoroughly enjoys administering them on his perfect pale skin. He takes special care to leave marks right next to the mole at the top of his collarbone. Despite the number of times they've been in this exact position before, a number that to Archie's intense delight has been climbing even higher in their twenties. Jughead is still blushing as Archie works to undress him. It's like he's embarrassed to be under his gaze, like he doesn't understand that Archie adores every single part of him. Since day one, Archie has always tried to keep the sexual aspects of the relationship very casual. One of Jughead's most prominent personality traits is his ability to see through everyone's bullshit. So everything has to feel totally natural, or else it doesn't work. And nothing has ever felt more natural to Archie than getting down on his knees for Jughead Jones. <laughs> So I picked this one for the strong opening and closing lines. Uh-huh. And I think that's important. Uh-huh. To really stick in the memory. Uh-huh. It's so dramatic. I just don't even know where to start. I just don't. I don't. I, I think it's interesting that um, we're very clear to get uh, labels up at the top. Mm-hmm. Jughead is demisexual. This story uh-huh. is all about how demisexual Jughead is. Uh-huh. Even in the notes... Like, the author is very clear. I repeat, Jughead Jones is not fully asexual in this fic. Yeah. Like, uh, there, there's... 
an apologetic sense. Uh, when I was looking for material, a lot of um, the, the fandom is very invested in maintaining Jughead's asexuality. Yeah. Even for a, a property that does not do so. Yes. Yes. And so this is that too. this is sort of blending, you know, a little bit of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. I think the writer though missed out on a lot of opportunity to really uh express the way people play Rainbow Road. <laughs> though what were all the other six cards doing? Well, there's also not enough swearing. There was a lot of swearing. Not enough during Rainbow Road. Okay. Not enough screaming. Yeah, you're never. Who is in the mood for sex after Mario Kart? <laughs> Especially after fucking Rainbow Road. No the, one. The only video game less sexy people than are, Mario Kart is Mario Party. Like, people are usually violently angry at each other after Rainbow Road, and like, no, no blowjobs ever. No, <laughs> no. It's a lot of like, God fucking damn it, you! You threw a shell at me, and I was almost there, and now I'm off the road, and like. I don't know if people play like me, but my whole body gets into the controller and then you'd like yeah. throw shit and Yeah, throw all of their shit out the window. We don't live together anymore. <laughs> so I really I really think the writer uh this just isn't realistic. Mm -hmm. There would be no relationship after Rainbow Road. <laughs> and that's my problem with this. Also that these uh Kids born in 2002 have, like, an archival Nintendo 64 that they keep in, like, a uh, uh, dust-sealed Tupperware. But then, like, trash the graphics. Yeah, what's what, up? What the hell? Why have it if you're just gonna, like, say it's bad? Now, Jughead definitely listens to a lot of vinyl, but I don't think he's a video game hipster. No. No. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I could be persuaded. Whatever. Yeah. It also takes, like, a weird twist at the end. Like it Does it? it? I think, well, like, I feel like it's very, like, consistent in writing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Archie has two mental file cabinets. And suddenly, <laughs> like, it's written in a completely different way. Yeah, yeah. It, Ar Archie grows the soul of a poet in his internal monologue toward the end. And it's weird. All of a sudden, it's, like, a completely different thing. Well, the, the passion is overtaking him. Yeah. Now that they're... So we're thinking about file cabinets. Look, when, when I... One file cabinet loves another file cabinet. They, they clank, 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 And then file folders go everywhere. Gadonk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the sound they make when they're finished. Yep. Yeah. So our next video uh -huh. is simply titled Jughead Crown Emoji Crawling in My Skin. Yes. And uh, this it goes to a very old genre of fan work. Uh, it's it's basically like the, the anime music video, mm -hmm. but they, they crossed over to live action many years ago. Yes, yes, many uh, years. So it's a lot of clips of Jughead and some show dialogue from and about Jughead uh -huh. put to Crawling in My Skin by Linkin Park. Yes, yes. There's another one for Numb that I the editing isn't as good. No, In my sad. opinion. That's it. I'm going to say it. Watching this also just makes me sad because Lincoln Park. I was because of Lincoln, recent events. Recent events and Lincoln Park was very much a part of my teenage years. Mm -hmm. There are so many of these with songs that I don't know from singers I never heard of. So I picked this one for so we could connect. Nostalgia, to it. nostalgia yeah. of being a teenager mm -hmm. and 
being angsty. Oh, and depressed and sad. It's too much pressure to take. Too much. The walls are closing in. (laughs) But it does have a really great uh, editing build to when the song builds, and then it goes to the title line. To the title line, and then like. The, the the spray paint mm-hmm. crown on the movie theater and just like this it's just great That's harsh great. red tinting yeah yeah it's fi- it's very good it's it's rather short it's rather short it bugs me that we don't get to the next build yeah because there's so many clips available <laughs> that well I mean that went up in March I don't okay so there weren't that many clips available then the show wasn't over and it's I think it's also why there's some uh there's more dialogue noise and in some cases the dvds weren't out yet so like you you couldn't separate the the 5.1 yeah. surround sound tracks to get to the dialogue clean yeah so I, i'm sure there are better versions of this sort of thing nowadays for that reason yeah but i, I like this one for what it was I, I appreciate Lincoln Park use. It makes me wonder if there's like some evanescence out there. Okay. That wasn't yep. really a part of go. my life as much, but it just feels like there's someone out there that made some like Jughead evanescence video. So after uh, indulging our curiosity, <laughs> uh-huh. there is a video called Riverdale Season 1 Crack Video. Uh-huh. I did not include a crack video in, in our lineup today because... Eh. Yeah. But as far as they go, this one was pretty good. It had some good moments. Almost half of the bits were good, but it does include Wake Me Up Inside. Yes. That's one of the best moments. Though my, I think my favorite, though, is their, like, opening, (laughs) which is the Gravity Falls theme intro. Yeah. To a Riverdale intro, which is, like, timed perfectly. Yeah, the the edits are very good in that. That is, that is. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. So, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. every fandom is going to have that underbelly with the weird stuff. Yep. So let's take a peek at some of the weird stuff. Okay. And we're going to look at, like, title and, like... Description, maybe blurb. some relevant tags. We're not going to... We're, we're just skimming. Yeah. Just okay. skimming. So this is the Riverdale kink meme. A, a kink meme is a community where people submit things that they want in stories, not necessarily weird sex stuff, despite the name, mm-hmm. but it's often weird sex stuff. And, yeah. and then writers come in and, and fill those requests. Yep. Uh, so, like, one calls it like blood from a stone. It's raining when Reggie finds Jughead on the side of the road, wet and miserable with nowhere else to go. He offers to let him spend the night, and against his better judgment, Jughead agrees. It isn't the first time they've hooked up, and it's actually kind of nice, but of course, things are never that simple. Uh, tags include attempted banter, a bit of angst, <laughs> enemies with benefits. That sounds fun. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I have apology bro, bro jobs. <laughs> Reggie helps jerk Archie off since his wrist is still sore. <laughs> Uh, and tags include hand jobs, uh, yeah. dirty talk, locker room, public hand jobs, frottage. Do I see frottage? Light angst, mutual masturbation. Oh well, as long of as they're taking turns. Yeah. Barely seventeen and barely dressed. <laughs> uh. So in. 
So in the Nerdist interview, Skeet Ulrich makes a joke about FP's birthday spankings being the real reason Jughead ate his birthday, 17 spanks for 17 years. I just want to see Jughead getting pulled over FP's lap for a spanking he's way too old for, and having to deal with the embarrassment combined with the realization that it still stings. Uh, Tags include FP Jones's A-plus parenting. Uh, Jughead Jones deserves better. <laughs> Jughead really needs his daddy. Uh, that one's gross. Leave Jughead alone, FP. Leave Jughead alone. We don't want your tagged humiliation. So steering away away from that, we uh-huh. have Mean Girls trailer, Riverdale style. Yes, we do. So so this takes the, the audio from the Mean Girls trailer. The, the full two and a half minute one. And, and puts it to clips of Riverdale with Veronica being Katie. And uh, Cheryl as Regina George. Uh-huh. And Kevin as the one guy in Mean Girls. Uh-huh. And, and Betty as- <laughs> Which fits so perfectly. The, the girl, the friend. I don't- Yeah, I the don't, other one. I don't know all their names in Mean Girls. I don't- I don't know all their I names. I don't know. I don't even go to that school. <laughs> so I don't need to know. Yeah. 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 But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It uses some good <laughs> clips. I really like how towards the end, when when things build, they're using like Alice Cooper and Mrs. Blossom in this stuff, like <laughs> punching each other, drinking. Yeah, I, I like that uh, Cheryl's hangers on have to turn into the other plastics. So I think they get more lines in this trailer than they, they might have do. in the whole season. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, it's it's hard to match up something so specific, but they do a pretty good job of it. And that's why I put this one. Because I found plenty of other videos that take audio from one thing to Riverdale clips. Yeah. Two different versions of the Friends opening, for yes, instance. Yes, <laughs> Well, this, like, I mean, you can't obviously get, like, the mouths to match up. But they right, get right, clips right. that, like, really fit, like, the the movement. Yeah. The, the essence. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that Cheryl likes to kiss cousins or brothers, whatever. 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 It's all the same thing. Oh, Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl. All right, so uh, I think our last fan fiction we're going to read mm-hmm. is called Archie's Desire and Jughead's Lust? Question mark? <laughs> I think the two of us found everything we're reading today except for this one. Yeah. Uh, this and a bunch of stuff I didn't include came from uh, the Extra Credit Discord for the Extra Credit Podcast, which you can listen to at T-H-E-F-M-I-N dot U-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout outs to them. I'm on one of them from way, way back. Uh, about a year ago, actually. Uh, but yeah, we're going to hand off this one just, just for fairness sake. It's called Archie's Desire and Jughead's Lust. Now this... Is the summer before Jason Blossom's death. The summer before Veronica. The summer of Mrs. Grundy. This was the Jughead Betty and Archie show. Now Jughead was a nobody. He understood that and he liked that it that. No chess club and basketball practices. Well, there was journalism, but he was the only member. Today, the two players, of which Team Jug had no idea of and nor did care, were roughing up a student. <laughs> Again, not Jughead's problem. The only problem was when said student collided Jughead, who then collided into Archie. Archie, 
who had the only problem that eyes this closed, gasped. Eyes opened, he cried, Oh, Jughead! The two were quick to brush it off, and Archie walked away. Jughead looked perplexed. This wasn't the kind of, Oh, Jughead! Want to get together and play video game? Nor was it, Oh, Jughead! Want to get the hell off of me? It was another kind. The kind that warranted further questioning. It came the next day. The gym coach had ordered wrestling as the sport, and when he said they had to go do it again tomorrow, he had an excuse. Well, what say we go again this afternoon? I'm kind of flimsy at this, and you kind of the king of it, Jughead suggested. Yeah, that's fine, Archie complied before running off again. It was after school. The football and basketball and whatever team had just started their practice, and the wrestling room was empty. As they dumped their book bags, their lockers, Archie started for the room. Aren't you forgetting something? Jughead asked. And what's that? The wrestling outfit, Jughead inquired. First, that's called a sing- sing- Uh -uh. Uh-uh. First, that's calls a singlet. And I'm surprised you want to wear it. Or Archie just laughed. Jughead took out the white singlet. Just want to get the whole experience. Now that they, now that they, <laughs> it's hard to do it right. It's so wrong. <laughs> now that they were changed, they headed off to the wrestling room. <laughs> Truth is, Jughead really did know he was doing. <laughs> he sure did. It was. <laughs> he was doing. Wow, Jughead, you're really good at this. Archie said, taking a breather. I guess. I just have one more question. Jughead asked before knocking Archie down. Jughead locked his arms down on Archie's so he couldn't fight back and got his crotch right up in his upper chest. Does this count as a legal move? For once, Archie couldn't speak. Well, you, Jughead, I, you can't. Archie was saying, but he kept looking at his crotch. What, Archie? Shaken, Archie commented. That's not a legal move in wrestling. <laughs> oh, right. Jughead cried before pinning him down. Like this? Yeah, just like that. Archie tapped out. Jughead looked over, plain as day, hard on. All right, I think we're about done for the day. Thanks. Jughead insisted, helping Archie up. Hey, how about a sleepover tonight? My treat? Video game? You got it, Archie said, while trying his best to hide the heart on. As they got to the locker room, no one else had finished practice. As Archie changed from a singlet, Jughead just dropped out. Shoes, socks, singlets, briefs. When Archie fished out his jeans and shirt, he turned and said, What video game? But that's when Jughead showed his naked ass. <laughs> Jughead, being the proper gentleman that he was, had arranged it nicely so that all could see ass. <laughs> I'm just picturing that little four-year-old I had during a final show who just ran in front of the audience and spread his butt cheeks. That's what I'm imagining Jughead doing here. Just like... Was, was it arranged nicely so that all he could see ass? All the parents could. Toying with him, he asked, What? Do you have anything there? Quickly, Archie fumed out as the jeans over his own crotch. What? No, nothing. I'll just see tonight, Archie cried, running to the far end of the locker room. 
My dad's out like a light down there, Archie said, closing the door. Jughead had just put in the video. Oh, scene change. Uh, Jughead had just put in the video game and sat down on the bed. Man, is it hot in here, Jughead said as he rolled the window to its fullest extent. Yeah, man, it's sweltering, Archie agreed, pulling up a chair. After a few minutes of playing the game, Jughead paused. That's it. It's too hot, Jughead uttered, removing his t-shirt and showing his six-pack abs. Since when? (laughs) Since when does he have six-packs? Ah, ah, ah. Showing his six-pack abs and his fine muscles. (laughs) Archie looked stunned, even allowing the game to stay paused while Jughead went to his controller. Jughead liked the new Archie. (laughs) Archie? Hello? Jughead questioned, even though he knew what he was looking at. You can take your offs if you like. Like I said, hot. (laughs) Archie snapped out of it, said, yeah, hot. Jughead knew his had nice arms, but put off of muscle shirt. He saw the beginning of the six-pack. Then went to playing their games, but Jughead looked over. It did have the beginning a hard-on. Trust me, Jughead would know. (laughs) Then it was the course for main class. What? Then it it was the course for main class. I think this is their morning video game session before school? Yeah, I'm sorry, and but like, I'm roasting in here. Then, without further hesitation, he dropped his shorts to reveal his trunks. Oh, maybe main course. Maybe it's a metaphor. Normally, he wore briefs, but this just felt right. This. This is more like it, Jughead stated. He took his arm stretched, giving Archie full access. Archie's controller fell out of one hand. He saw staring at the whole picture. There's something matter, Archie? Jughead exclaimed, putting a whole shot, stretching his arms out. Archie simply shook his head. Now, Jughead whispered, standing in front of Archie. Do you want me to take your pants off? Archie plainly nodded yes. Jughead took his time. First, he edged his rim and felt the elastic. (laughs) He'll be edging his rim later. (laughs) Not going commando. Nice choice. (laughs) Then then he lowered the zipper one edge at a time. (laughs) That's how zippers work. (laughs) (laughs) Archie gripped the sides of the chair and closed his eyes. Jughead stopped. Again, he whispered, Is this going too fast? Archie nodded no, so he continued. <laughs> when he, he got nodded to the- no. Because <laughs> you know, you nod no. Uh-huh, uh, I mean no. <laughs> That's really hard to do. Try to nod no, people. Uh, when he got to the bottom, he yanked them off inch and inch and was pleasantly surprised by what he saw. Tidy whities Arch never would would have guessed, Arch Jughead exclaimed. I wear them under the briefs. <laughs> <laughs> Archie proclaimed gives me the support I need. Jughead smiled. Again, he took his time. He could tell him the underwear that Archie had a massive heart on. And was even leaking a little bit. Sex Archie's brought to you by <laughs> MeUndies, Micromodal Fabric, other bullshit, whatever. Oh my god. Step up, Jughead ordered. 
Archie did, and the pants were removed by Jughead. Jughead went back. Where'd he go back to? Are you going down on- or Are you gonna down on me? Jughead feigned shock. Just as soon as you do gonna on me- Archie looked on in shock and then nodded. He removed the trunks of Jughead and was shocked. He was massive. Eight inches at least. Manscaped to be sure, but sure as hell hard. Jughead got closer and whispered, again, suck. At first, it was tentative. Archie didn't know what he was doing. Slit. Base. But then he got into it. Focusing on the slit. Hmm? <laughs> the the huh? <laughs> of the huh? It left it there a few seconds before focusing on the base of the penis. <laughs> Jughead was in heaven. Not only was he getting a blowjob, but the job was from his best friend. The guy that everyone liked. <laughs> Jughead whispered, Nice moves, Archie, but I have to warn. I'm about to come. <laughs> How long have we been married and that's the first time I've ever heard you say that? I have to warn. <laughs> I'm about to come. Archie looked up in shock. The base of the penis in his mouth. Where's the rest of it? Oh my god. <laughs> like, that's the... Then... Like Jughead had predicted, he came. Nostradamus over here. Squirt after squirt after squirt. It just kept coming. As Jughead pulled his dick from Archie's mouth, Archie spat out the cum. However, two or three drops were on the side of mouth. Jughead licked one and stated, I taste of little salty. (laughs) After a few seconds. Is it my turn? Archie, unsure for the quick second, quickly lapped it up. Now it's your turn, Jughead proclaimed, and before... Oh my god, this should all be in the voices from the Archie cartoon. (laughs) Now it's your turn, Jughead proclaimed, and before he did, Archie came in tidy whites. Guess I never know, Jughead said and pulled his trunks. All right, time for bed. (laughs) No one spoke of that night. They would discuss movies and video games. Hell, they'd even discuss the girls that they like. While Jughead had wanted to, it was his respect to not discuss with Archie. That was, however, until he came late for gym class. I'm so late! I was discussing math, or time got away from me, Archie said, opening his locker and removing his shoes. The other classmates were gone, so Jughead walked over to Archie. So have the tidy whites feel right now? Archie looked around. Shut up, he whispered. Relax, there's no one else in the locker room besides. I have the trunks on. Jughead witnessed Archie close the eyes. You know... I knew I had the hots from you, even since you turned on the bedroom that night. What I wouldn't give those mu- 
<laughs> what I wouldn't give those be muscular arms? Uh, uh, excuse me, I believe it's what I wouldn't give those be muscular arms. <laughs> Archie started breathing hard and putting his face to the lockers. <laughs> and that thing you did turned out was amazing. Jughead could begin Jughead could beginning to turned on as and was hoping Archie was too. Oh my wow, the things you did, Jughead smiled. Are these jeans too tight for you? Want me to take them off? Archie slowly nodded yes. Jughead made sure that no one was looking and removed the jeans. He went back to the spot and he could tell. Hard on. <laughs> I'm just sad I never got the thing you'd done for me. I mean, you must have a massive one, right? And I, Jughead, probably have seen it. <laughs> and taken care for. Jughead said before he whispered the next part. And it have would been spectacularly mind-blowing night. With that last part, Archie jizzed his tidy whities it came through the boxers. Then, Jughead have decided blowing Archie and he came once, twice tops. <laughs> so here's to figure, I have your tidy whities for keep forever. And I'll give my and improve trunks. Deal? Jughead suggested. Deal. Deal. What the fuck? <laughs> that, I don't think we can learn anything from, from the fans from this, but I did want to read it for posterity. My goodness. Gracious. That one hurts my brain. That's not how any of those words work. That's not that's not syntax. Mm-mm. That's Mm-mm. that's not even spin tax. Alright, we got we got one more video though, and this is my personal special favorite. Yeah. So the final video we're gonna talk about is mm-hmm. called Jughead Jones, The Serpent's Legacy Part One Crossover. Uh-huh, and it's quite the crossover. <laughs> what happened in this video, dear? Uh so this is uh Crossover focused on Jughead. Mm-hmm. That is it, uh, vampires. There's vampires. There's vampires. I don't know what TV show that's supposed to be. Uh, some with vampires. Va- vampire. I don't know. Lady va- girl vampire. Vampire diaries. Vampire. Prop- something? There's a few girls in that. I don't, I don't watch it. Um. But like, I guess like she takes the place basically of Betty, the girl next door, happens mm-hmm. to be a vampire, and he finds out that she's drinking blood. But all of the serpents, all the serpents, are vampire hunters. Are vampire hunters? Yeah. So there's a real Romeo and Juliet thing happening. And like, FP is like partnering with Oliver Queen <laughs> to to keep Jughead in line. Yeah. So he doesn't betray them all to this new vampire in town. Yeah. Yeah. Threatens him and stuff, and <laughs> gotta protect him. It's a contrast to the first video we talked about, which had a very clear, very clean crossover. Uh-huh. Because it was just two couples hook up. Yeah. From two different shows. Yes. It's very simple. Well, this is probably yes. like half a dozen different sources, and there is a real detailed plot, like, uh... There... There's basically a whole other fan fiction in the video description. Yeah. It's intense. And I'm... They've created a whole alternate universe. And I'm also just a bit confused about what some of it is. But... 
at the same time, they have done a good job. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really editing it. It's just I am not sure what some of it <laughs> is that they're going for. So, yeah, the, the reason I saved this for last is because I think it's the most ambitious thing we're talking about today. By huh. far. Yeah. And the ambition might be its downfall in the end, but I respect it so much. <laughs> and cons- I guess I guess there's more parts? Mm, it says part one. Have they released more yet? Uh, well, I'm, I'm interested. I'm curious if there's a part two, a part 75. Not yet. Not yet. It's been a month. These things probably take quite some time. Still, it's like a tease. It is. Give me a part one. I want to know what happens next. And I guess that's a sign of success. I, I suppose. I suppose it is. So what did we learn today? What did we learn about how the show's audience comports themselves? How, how they perceive the show? How they interact with it? People really make it their own. Yeah. Yeah. You make it what you want it to be. <laughs> and if that's super serious pancakes with Grunkle Stan, you do it. Super Serious Pancakes with Grunkle Stan is my favorite thing we've spent time on today. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's the best. Yeah? Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think so. You're making the pugs very sad. Okay, those pugs. It's a tie. It's a tie. (laughs) Pugs for favorite video. Pancakes with Grunkle Stan for for fan fiction. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always so encouraging to me when people see stories as a springboard for their own stories. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm sure that these people have a million original ideas in their heads, but this is what they're working on mm-hmm. because there, there's a community to work with it. And, yes. Uh, to the point that in some cases it's not even recognizable. I guess I'll go back to Pancakes again, a, a Grunkle stand that is not constantly committing some sort of scheme and and surrounded by ludicrous frauds Mm -hmm. is not a recognizable Grunkle Stan. But it's still a compelling character who, like, has grief for how he wronged his brother. It's still a... Stan has his moments where he is focused on the family. (laughs) And that is what we are seeing there is, Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. is time frozen in that. Yeah. Yes. I bet there's a frozen crossover. With, with Jughead? Yeah, I think Did, that's something we learned, is that Jughead is far and away can we, fan favorite can number we just one. Like, just about everything we found is Jughead. Well, yeah, I mean, fandoms usually go for, like, the angst. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there's more opportunity there mm-hmm. for things to do and to connect with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't put it in the the hopper for this one, but I tried finding some stories where Melody is a main character. Mm-hmm. They were all very depressing. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that that's the way to deal with a, a very very minor character. Is uh, there's one where she gets a job at Pops to pay for her mother's cancer treatments. Uh, there there's one where she becomes a dancer and then gets sick herself. Yeah. And it is very sad, but art uh, uh but Reggie helps her through physical therapy. <laughs> One thing I when I was looking, what I was very upset to not see mm-hmm. was Joaquin. Yeah. Joaquin Kevin stuff. There was just not enough and like 
this upsets me. Mm-hmm. This upsets me a lot. Fandom people, go make me some Joaquin Kevin stuff. Well, we already got Kevin and Joaquin on screen, and it was perfect the way it was. But I want more. <laughs> like, if he does not come back in season two. Like, I, I think a lot of Archie smooching Jughead is because it didn't happen on screen. Yes. The, what we are seeing is things that did not happen. <laughs> but I want more. Of course, of course. And there's always room for bro jobs. Of course. The more bro jobs, the better. (laughs) Uh, But that's just what we found out in the world. There's one more story that was sent to us by a listener, James. Yeah. We we gave out a homework assignment and nobody went digging for us. Except James. And the the nice people at the Extra Credit Discord. Thank you. Yes. Yes. But James didn't go digging. No, James wrote James for us. James went creating. Uh, he wrote us a short story that he called The Hidden Truth, mm-hmm. uh, which follows the adventures of F.P. Jones the first. Ooh. Deep in a secret bunker. And he gets uh, the, the con artist formerly known as Ms. Grundy to work for him as he pulls the strings behind the shadows. And uh, there, there's some points where it clearly influences the show's narrative. And there, there are lines thrown out to connect to both Archie meets uh, Punisher and Archie versus Predator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are. Just thought we should thank James for that. Yes. Thanks, James. Thank you, James. We enjoyed reading it. Mm-hmm. But we do have a very special announcement. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in case you didn't see it yet on social media, uh, this coming Saturday into Sunday, so Saturday the 2nd, we will be uh, streaming for 24 hours to raise money for Hurley Children's Hospital in Flint, Michigan. Yes. Uh, it's an event we call Gextra Life, because it's it's the second year we play goofy animal games like, say, Gex. Yes. That's all we played the first year. <laughs> and now we're diversifying into 30 games. You can find the schedule at gextra.life. That's G-E-X-T-R-A dot life. That's also where you can donate uh, to Hurley Children's Hospital in Flint, Michigan. And every dollar you give helps sick kids in Flint. So uh, there are also going to be giveaways, prizes. Mm-hmm. We're making some ourselves. Yep. I don't know why I said we. I don't know why you said we, because you're not involved in that, but. <laughs> uh, you can find us streaming for 24 hours again. That That's uh, from 10 a.m. Central on Saturday the 2nd to 10 a.m. on Sunday mm-hmm. the 3rd at twitch.tv slash chip Yes. And if you can't tune in this weekend, you will be able to view these things afterwards mm-hmm. and donations can be made ahead of time. Or, or after, all the money again will go towards Hurley Children's Hospital in Flint, Michigan. We raised 29000 last year, and this year's goal is thirty. We can do it with your help. Please help! We are having nightmares that it won't happen. <laughs> help us! But the, the best thing you can do, really, is, is to just show up, spread the links around. Follow Twitters. Mm-hmm. Check out Gextra Life. We're going to have a great time. We did last year. Uh, it, Most it's, of the time. 
You know, we're, we're good friends playing some entertaining things. We've got a, an active chat yes. keeping us going. Yes. And then there's a point where you hit a wall and everything just gets a little giddy. Oh, we just need all the help we can get. So please join us. <laughs> we say we're up for 24 hours. It's really like 29 hours. <laughs> like. But yeah, we're, we're hoping to do a lot of good this weekend. And I'm hoping to see you all there. I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And from us here at Sex Archie. Fuck off, dead Jason. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, hold it. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. 